Hello, I'm Connie Rotella, and welcome to our Triple Thread Podcast. I'm super excited to begin this journey with all of you. Are you ready to put your best foot forward and show up with confidence? This tool is here to help you evolve into the artist you are meant to be. Just always remember to believe, become, and be ready. Add a new skill set or refine what you already know. So here we go. We're in for a treat for the next 30, 40 minutes. I have the voice of Canada with us. I'm super excited. He's the voice of CTV News, dozens of brands worldwide. He's a public speaker. He helps professionals become better communicators so they can be more successful at what they do. Did you guess who I have with us today on Industry Talk? It's David Tyler. Hi, David. Hey, hi, Connie. Thank. It's nice to be here. Uh, what did you say? Voice of Canada? Yes, you are so the voice of Canada. It sounds it sounds like I'm kind of like the you know the, the the voice that greets you at every airport in Canada or something like that. I would love that. Seriously, <laughs> I would love that. And I will tell everyone right now: go follow him on his page or on LinkedIn or everywhere he's at. He could, I'll share on my post, but just go listen to his voice. I love oh it. My God, I, I had to oh meditate God. before this interview. Going, oh my God, where am I going to bring my voice today? <laughs> Just you gotta you gotta stay calm, Connie. You gotta stay stay calm. Everything is fine. Everything's great, David. After so many years in this industry, in this business, what do you have to say? What do you have to share with us? I've got too much to share. I I, I started in the uh, in, in the in the voice acting industry. Actually, I started in voiceover before I was um, in uh, in radio. But sometime in the mid in the mid eighties, uh, I I did my first voice acting job. And, uh, and in those days, I'm a Gen Xer. And in those days, we were making like $4 an hour. Wow. Right. And I was, and I had a job sweeping floors or something at, uh, at Bur- I was at Burger King. That's right. $4 an hour. And I did, did my first commercial. I made $150 in about 15 minutes. And I went, Oh, wait a second. I think this is the industry that I want to be in. And, uh, and started, and started working towards that and went to John Abbott. Uh, and studied uh, and, and studied media. I forget what it was called then. I think today it's called media studies at John Abbott. Um, and, and and graduated from there. Went to university. And while I was in university, started working at radio, uh, late nights and then uh, and evenings and then uh, and then middays. I did radio till I did full time radio till I think about it was about two thousand eight, mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, and then I did some some part time radio, but uh, but just focused on on the voice work. Uh, I started my, uh, official business, David Tata Communications, uh, in 1994 and, um, and tapped into this, uh, this new technology. It was amazing. Think about it, 1994. Uh, it was called the internet and, uh, I had saved up a thousand bucks and I said, okay, I could either, uh, cause CDs were big then, right? Uh, I could either take that thousand dollars and put my demos onto a CD or I could take that thousand bucks and. Hire somebody to build me a website. It's a on the internet. So I decided to uh, to kind of go with that. So I, I started in 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 '94 and uh, and just while I was working in radio, my uh, my side hustle. <laughs> it's not really a side hustle. I started building up the uh, uh, the business. The purpose of for me, anyways, of 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 building up my voice business while I still had a full-time job working in radio was because everybody knows that eventually you get fired. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, I, yeah, I got fired, but it wasn't, I wasn't fired and you get out of here kind of fired. It was like, Oh, we've changed directions, but I did about 25 years of, uh, uh, of radio. So when I got out of radio, I, I immediately started, um, full-time doing, uh, doing voiceover. I joined the union 
1999, I think it was something like that. So, uh, and I've been unionized now for, um, how long? About 24, 24 years? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 24 years. I've been a member of uh, SAG after in the States, I think for about, uh, five or six years also. Um, I have a lot of information to share. That's kind of, that's kind of been my, uh, my travels. Oh, and then, and, and then of course I'm, I'm coaching voice actors. Um, and I've been doing that for about uh, 10 years. And in the last year or so, I've decided to t- take everything that I know about, uh, about the voice yes. and about communications, because that's my, my university degree is in communications. And I'm starting to teach professionals how to be better communicators. You talked about that off the, uh, I love that. I just love that. I'm fascinated by that one, that title. I don't know why. I guess it's because I feel like all of us are maybe scared to talk and we don't know what to do with our voice and then we don't know how to put it all together well how do you even start like how do you coach that you know what the 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 first thing you were talking about meditating earlier uh or before you before yes. we uh before we got on the the most important thing about using your voice is breathing yes oh. <laughs> uh i i've seen people i mean i've even i've even experienced that too when you know when i was in high school and uh you know you when you're scared, when you're nervous, you have a presentation to do or whatever it is, you, for, you forget to breathe. Yes. And, uh, and, and when you forget to breathe, uh, first of all, you, you need oxygen, right? You need oxygen for your brain to, in order to think, but your whole body starts to, uh, starts to, to freak out. When it comes to your voice, if you're not breathing properly, you're not able to, 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 to find that resonant point, uh, in, in your, um, in your voice it's you're you're breathing from you need to be breathing from the belly right right that's where that's where your voice comes from it comes from your belly keep breathing comes from uh the the, from the abdomen so the most important thing when you want to speak properly is to breathe right was that your was that your question i forget that is my question but sometimes sometimes they get going connie and i and i i have no idea what i'm talking about Uh, no but i do want you to keep going because yes we breathe but we do happen to have shakes, right? Then we try, you know, the tremors come in the voice, mm. we're shaking. Is that also because we're not breathing or is that because we're nervous? Because that's, that too comes to play Yeah, the, that we freak out because we're nervous. Yeah. Well, no, that's adrenaline. Oh yeah. That's your, your body producing adrenaline because you're afraid. Right. Because you're, you're scared. Um, and it, I think in, in, in any situation, I'm not talking, uh, we could talk about acting also. Uh, yes, specifically, yes. but when you're acting, you're acting as somebody who you are not. So this, you know, take it with, uh, take it with a grain of salt. I mean, as, as a professional, if you're going to, to speak with somebody for the first time, um, one of the other things aside from controlling your breathing, breathing deeply, uh, are you familiar with box breathing? No. So box breathing is, um, you breathe in for, for four seconds, you hold for four seconds and then you release for four seconds. And then stay in that released position for four seconds. So you're kind of drawing this box around. Right. Uh, a way, if you wanted to accelerate that box breathing, you would actually take, if you were breathing in for four seconds and holding for four seconds, you would take eight seconds to release the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that, uh, that calms you down. But one of the other things that, uh, one of the other techniques that, um, uh, that I talk about is power posing. Um, we know that when you power pose, let's call it, you know, the Superman pose, the, you know, the yeah. big, when you, when you do things, when you do things in, in a big way with, with your arms out with, you know, 
I'm, you're dominating the uh, dominating the space as opposed to sitting quietly in the corner, you know, with your hands, uh, you know, in front of you like a like a you know like a mouse or something. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of power posing. Mm-hmm. When you do that, it actually tells your body to be a, to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were to do several power poses, and when you you know when and I'm now I'm backing away from the microphone. Hang on a second, let me move the microphone. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is a power pose. You know, where you're taking up as much space as you as you possibly can. Right. We talked about a little bit about this earlier, but women are tie, kind of taught to not take up room. So to do those power poses, it, it, it really does um, uh, say something uh, about you. That also is actually going to uh, release uh, endorphins to make you to make you feel better. And and, you know, and you, you won't be shaking. So breathe and power pose. And what is our, our voice when you said resonate? Like, how do we know where our voice sits? Um, I, there is, uh, there's, uh, there's a, a, a few techniques. The one that I teach is uh, you, we need a piano. I mean, I have my piano here. It's not, uh, it's not uh, hooked up or anything. Um, but there is a video on my website, davidtylerspeaks.com. Uh, it's a video that I, that I created, uh, I don't know, maybe about 10 years ago, uh, for voice people specifically how to find where their resonance, uh, where the resonance point is. Um, you could, Look for the video. Actually, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll, I'll, I'll give you a link. Put that link and you can go, go straight to that, uh, that exercise where you need a piano. And th- it, there's a mathematical way of, of finding it. We all, we all have a resonance point to our voice. Everybody mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Um, me in puberty, whatever happened, I don't know what happened, but, uh, but during puberty, my, uh, my vocal cords lengthened and thickened. So that's one of the reasons why I sound the way that I sound, because that's that's where my vocal cords are. Mm. The other reason that uh, uh, that my voice sounds the way it is is probably because of, you know, the, the structure of of my my head, right. uh, the, the the round, the, the, the shape of of uh, of my mouth and my throat and my chest. That's what kind of creates the, the resonance. You right. can tell the difference between a violin. Yes. And a cello when you hear it. Yes. Why? The cello has got a, has a bigger body right. and it has a different kind of a resonance. And the other so one we is- all, we all have a resonance point, men and women. We all do. Uh, there, yes, there, there are, there, uh, there are occasions where, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, 5% of, of the population, there's something, there's something abnormal about, about, you know, their, uh, their, their head, uh, and their, and the vocal cords. And, and so, you know, that's, that's, a, that's another, another issue. But in general, we all have a resonance point to our, our, our voice. And we need to speak from that resonance point to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, there was a study done, um, a long time ago, uh, with, with, with men speaking and just sitting around and, 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 uh, and talking. And then the people were asked to vote, like, who was the, who was the leader of the group? And the one with the most resonant tone was the leader. True. Was automatic, automatically became the leader. They did do another, there was another study done sometime in the nineties and it was, and, and it wasn't about voice, but it was just about appearance and men with bald heads right. were automatically made the leader uh, of, of a particular group. If you want to lead people, if you want to have influence over people, and I'm not ta- I'm talking about, you know, positive influence over people, you need to speak from your resonant tone. And you're going to get the, that, you're going to find that resonant tone by breathing properly and, and being relaxed enough. And, and you need to practice, of course. 
Oh, practice is everything. I'm amazed with the voice world. I love the voice world. I find it fascinating. Um, it's also scary a little bit because I know my energy scary. goes everywhere. Scary in a good way because oh. I know that when my adrenaline is high and my energy is high, it changes voice. And then when I'm speaking and you have to listen to what I say, I go somewhere else. Right. And play with my voice a lot and I do that even when I sing that's why I don't I don't think I became a singer because of that because I'm like whoa I'm all over the map I hear different things happening in my head when I speak doesn't that make sense when you hear things differently in your head because of the voice well well yeah no absolutely I mean I hear myself differently than than uh, than you do because I'm hearing myself from inside of my head but it's nerve-wracking because I have you as a guest today and I'm like (laughs) Oh my God, I'm literally focusing on my voice and I don't know where to go with my voice. It's so weird. I didn't think Your this voice was going to happen. voice is fine. Connie, <laughs> relax. I am. Breathe. I'm really breathing. Do some power poses. Do big, big movement, like super, super woman, I don't know, <laughs> poses. And I'm not even afraid to talk. I actually love to communicate. Yeah. That's why <laughs> this title you have is such a huge title that it can help entrepreneurs, artists, um, anybody in the world to be able to communicate properly and artists sometimes don't know how to do that. So thank you for sharing that. And being a voice actor, I, I find that, you know, it's hard. A lot of actors have a hard time entering the voice world. They really want this voice world. Mm. Don't know how to enter. And I don't know, what can you share with them? How they can uh, become better voice actors and have great voice demos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it really depends on, on what your goal is. Why did you get into acting? I, I've, I've done films. I've done, I've had speaking roles in films, but it's not my thing. One thing I have a hard time remembering lines. It's much easier for me oh. just to, to, to perform off of, uh, off of a script. So that's kind of why I stick to the, uh, to the voice world. I have a terrible memory. Um, but how can a, how you're asking, how can a, how can an actor? Mm-hmm reach out into the into the the voice world well uh wow it depends on a lot of a lot of different things i mean do you have a good agent uh does your agent look for for voice jobs for you maybe for for me i mean i've been i've been teaching voice actors about voice acting and no and some actors also um have come to my uh, have come to my seminars um it's uh it's it's such a long process you need to you need to just jump in really uh i i give workshops every month i've got uh, three workshops coming up it's a 2 hour workshop i only take six people and uh we we work on scripts we work on interpreting scripts okay. uh my approach is um it's an inside out uh interpretation of a script uh, where you really, you really internalize the emotion, the, the idea, the, the, the concept, how to create that connection between you and the script so that you can create that connection between you and, and the audience, as opposed to some coaches who, uh, talk about, you know, uh, emphasize this word and not that word. And it's a very mechanical kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's, it's a very heart centered way of, of uh of of interpreting a, a script um i do occasionally help uh some voice actors with their demo but it's usually only after we've done you know five or six hours of of one-on-one coaching okay yeah that makes sense because it, i think that was my question how do we get a good voice demo in order yeah. to be heard in order to be booked yeah so- you, you you need to work with a coach uh, I've had people just approach me and say, Hey, I want a voice demo. I was like, good for you. <laughs> you 
you know, I, who are you? Uh, you know, I don't know what you, what your background is. I, I, I don't produce demos, right. um, in, in that sense, uh, for, uh, a student who I've been working with for several hours and I know what they can do and I know what they can't do. Uh, then from there we can, we can build a, a, a voice demo. Is there a difference between the commercial radio movie voice um, or you always take your own voice? Because obviously you connect with the character and the message has to come through. Is there a difference between all of them? Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the uh, the movie trailer uh, voice work that I do is is a, is a very bombastic kind of a, a, a voice that I do. What I do for for CTV uh, is, is, uh, it's, if you listen to it, it's not my, it's not my, my natural voice. Um, it is, it, it's extreme gravitas. And the, the thing is, I've been with CTV for 10 years now. And, uh, when we started the, the audition process was about seven weeks long hmm. because there's a lot of people that, that need to give their, uh, uh, their input from the various, uh, from the various stations across Canada to the people, uh, at W5 to et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people to hear that need to hear my voice and what they were auditioning, what they were auditioning and listening for was somebody who sounded very natural and, uh, you know, and, and pleasant, et cetera. Uh, but then as soon as, uh, they, they offered me the job, I accepted the job. We started working. No, no, they, they wanted that, that big, uh, that big gravitas voice. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, yeah. we could do that. Uh, animation, uh, the, I don't know if you heard my animation demo or, or not, but, but it's, it sounds like nothing like me. Yeah. I think, I think it sounds nothing like me. Kind of, kind of goofy and funny. And, uh, and, and the cartoons that I've done, Arthur and, uh, and Caillou and, uh, and some others, it sounds nothing like me. Right. And, and commercial, commercial voice work specifically, uh, these days is, um, it's really about, about conversational. It's about having a one-on-one conversation. Um, you know, with, uh, with a listener, do you have toe fungus? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I've had it. I've experienced toe fungus and now I'm going to tell you how you can fix your toe fungus. So it's a very, it's a very personal kind of, uh, kind of a, a discussion that you're having when you're doing commercials. So every, every, uh, every style is different. But David, I believed you in that first second you said something. I'm like, oh, wait, is he, are we interviewing? Oh, no, he was actually voice acting. <laughs> no, but not everybody has those tricks. You know, like your voice just captivates us and we believe everything you say and we're mesmerized and we're just listening, which yeah. is great. And a lot of people want to be voice actors, first of all, because it pays really well. Do, do you prefer one over the other? Like, no, I think that, I think that every genre has, has its, uh, its, its, its good points. Animation is fun because it's fun we're just you know playing right. uh my kids are in their 20s so they don't let me read them books anymore i don't know what's up with that you know <laughs> my son is 25 it's like hey i'm gonna read a book tonight and says dad no no i'm just waking up now i'm not going to bed um but you have my to kids, read out loud is yeah it... my kids don't let me read out loud to them anymore so so now i get to go into uh uh a studio and 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 do cartoons and you know and and be the hop on pop guy uh, in, in those one, situations. Exactly. Is that one exercise that you have to read out loud every day? I mean, a voice actor should read out loud every day. That's one of the tips no. they tell us. Well, yeah, I guess you can. Depends on what you're reading. Are you reading, you know, the, uh, the Apple, uh, you know, what you call it, uh, thing that everybody, that everybody reads it? Is it, a, is it a legal document that you're reading? Right. Uh, is it a story? What are you reading? There was a discussion exactly about this and uh, on 
one of the Facebook groups and uh, they were saying, oh, you should read out loud. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, you know, I, I don't have anything here. But but books are not written. Books are written for the eye. Mm-hmm. They're not written for the ear. Uh, mm-hmm. You can tell when a good script is written for the voice. You can tell the difference Ooh. because it uh, it it's it it's, it feels right coming out when you're saying it. Um, and and I've read more bad scripts than <laughs> than good, and and that's one of the that's one of the the, uh, the the tricks or the skills that you have to develop. Whereas when a script is really bad, uh, how to make it sound natural. Uh, my favorite uh, thing is getting auditions and they say, we, we want you to sound conversational, but all of the words that they've chosen and the structure of the sentences, it's not conversational at all. We don't, we don't talk like that. You can't just say, here's a script, uh, that's a very announcery script, but we want you to read it very conversational. Doesn't work that way. So yes, you can read everyday kind. You can read every day, but read something that's meant to be read out loud. That's good. That's a really, that's a great tip. Yeah. When you do receive these bad scripts, right? do you allow yourself to say, can I change these words? This cannot be done the way you well, want it to be done. Um, the, one of the things is, is contractions. Um, you know, instead of saying, do not say don't. And instead of saying I am, say I'm. You need to, you need, you do need to make some changes. Uh, and, and sometimes what I'll do is I will, for an audition, I'll automatically do that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're saying, uh, can you read this in a conversational tone? Right. Um, and, and, and there are, there are directors and, and casting directors that, that don't, don't, they themselves don't know what the difference is between an announcer, um, and, uh, and a conversational voice. They'll give me a conversational script. And I will read it in a conversational tone, but the sound of my voice to them sounds like an announcer. So, they, so I won't get the gig. Oh, they, they, when, sometimes the casting people don't understand what it is that they're asking for. It's just because everybody asks, "Oh, we want the conversational read." Oh, the conversational read is is popular. So here's an announcer script. Now read it conversationally. You know, right. what what okay. they're asking for is somebody who who has a different tone. Uh, than I do. Did you ever think of being a, a voice casting director? Like you should be casting voices. Sure, why not? I'll do it. Give me a call. Because you would understand the difference. If I'm coming to you as a dancer and saying, okay, well, do that plie at that, you know, at that side of the room, like you would not, not understand my vocabulary. Where, what? I can, do, I can do a plie. Hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. He's doing That's... a plie. I love it. Oh. Yes. Keep your belly in <laughs> and breathe. We do. Is that a power? Is that a power pose? I think that was a power pose. That was a power pose you gave me. That was me a power pose. That was a, then yeah. you totally do this in Montreal, and then yeah. people will learn and know the difference between yeah. the announcer voice, the yeah. conversational voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and at the same time, I I have no problem being a being a booth director, but most of the time they don't want me. They they prefer me behind the the microphone. Of course. But uh, but as a booth director, I, I do that also. I would. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about before. Yeah. Every every aspect of the industry uh, has has its uh, po- positive things. I don't want to say that there's negative things. I don't think there's, there's I don't think there's much negative negative things to say. But everything has its own unique positiveness mm-hmm. to it. What do you love about the industry? The people, Connie. Sure. It's about the people, and yeah. it's about connecting with the people that that you're working with. But working with the people. Uh, and, and taking an, an idea, whatever it is, and connecting it to an audience. 
that's that's what it's about. We we are all storytellers. Yeah. We are all telling a story to an audience. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, even even if you're even if you're uh, you know a lighting guy in a movie, you are a storyteller. You're helping to tell that story. Right. If you're the if you're the guy or the girl that's taking the film out of the camera and and you know and and going to store it and and putting a new thing, you are a storyteller. Yeah. Everybody in this industry is a storyteller. Uh, we are working together to tell a story to an audience. And if, you know, if, if you, if you think of it that way, if you get too, you know, down into, to a rut, keep in mind that we are telling a story to an audience. So that's really what it is. It's about the connection with the people you're working with. And it's about the connection between us and the audience. That's mm-hmm. the most enjoyable for me. And what do you not like about the industry? Because you've been in it for a long time. So you've heard a lot of good and not so good things. There is a little bit of, of cronyism where, you know, uh, if you're not in the, in a click, you're not necessarily going to get, get a gig. There's that that goes on, but I've, I haven't, I haven't experienced that. Right. Um, back in, um, in my, you know, in the, in, in the late nineties, I know that there was a lot of paper casting being done mm-hmm. where I would show up to an audition. This is in the olden days, right? Uh, before we had our own uh, studios at home where you would go down and there'd be 12 people. You're sitting in the room and there's, you know, there's a, I'm there with 11 other guys that are casting for something. And I see one person very specifically and I go, well, uh, there's no point in me being here. He's getting the job. And it's not because he's better or anything, but, but there's that, that paper cast Got it. Know, yes. and where I they already know who they, the, they want, but then they bring in a whole bunch of other people to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We did the audition. Uh, that has not happened to me since the, since the nineties. So, mm-hmm. um, so maybe, so maybe I'm the one that's being paper casted. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are actually, you are, you are, and it still <laughs> exists because it exists in our world too, in the dance world and the musical theater world where, you know, everybody's coming into audition, but we already, you know, we saw who was going to get the part before they even know they got the part. But, yeah. And now it brings me to the question, the evolution, because you're speaking about the nineties. What do you think about this evolution? Like, you know, after COVID having, you know, I'm looking at your studio at home, like COVID was good because it got us to create and bring our, our, our work at home. Mind you, voice, a lot of people had their studios at home, right? Voice actors that were. No, not this, no, not necessarily. Me, I, I, I think I was one of the exceptions, at least here in Montreal. Okay. That, that I was, uh, I was one of the exceptions. I've had a studio in, in my home since, uh, since like 90, when did I say 94? So, so 95, I was set up to be able to record at home. Um, but in 1995, people didn't, producers didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I had dial up. So that was another whole thing. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, there was, there was a big education process. I have a, an agent in Toronto. I have a, an agent here in Montreal also. And the, the, when I approached agents, whenever that was, I, don't, I can't remember now, 15 years ago, when I approached agents in, in Toronto and said, Hey, I'm David Tyler. Uh, I'm a member of ACTRA. Uh, this is, uh, the long list of, of, of work that I've done, uh, animation and commercials, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I'm looking for an agent. And they said, Oh, you're moving to Toronto. And I went, No. Oh, okay. Well, we can't represent you then. And I was like, Excuse, but, but why not? Uh, there, there was uh, an attitude in, in in Toronto, at least, that if you weren't in Toronto, that they they wouldn't represent you. Right. Uh, not completely understanding how the technology would work. 
you could see behind me here's this is this is my my whisper room booth right. and i've been using a software called source connect since 2006 and connecting with studios all over north america right live right. just dial it in and here i am i'm i'm doing a session uh in la now uh this afternoon i'm doing a session in uh, in dallas and I, it's literally, I, it's as if, as, as, as if I'm sitting in, in the booth with them. They don't necessarily see me. No. Though some people do. So we set up a, we set up a Zoom thing. Um, but it's like as, as if I'm there and Toronto refused, 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 refused. They just didn't want to accept this technology here in Montreal. I was actually, uh, one time there was a snowstorm and I couldn't get to the studio in old Montreal. So I said, can we just do it by source connect? And they went, let's check. Oh yeah, we got it. Okay. So let's do it that way. Um, but then COVID happened. Right. Uh, my agent in Toronto, by the way, I, I've had for, for, for several years and, and he's been, been booking me and we've been doing the, the Source Connect sessions. But, um, during COVID, everybody wanted to get Source Connect. And so I had a lot of voice people come to me and say, Hey, how can I do it? What do I need to do? Blah, blah, blah. So I helped them out and, and, and they got set up. And so during COVID in Montreal, I know a lot of voice actors that suddenly, uh, had a, uh, booth in uh their closet and they had this software source connect to be able to do that and then i started getting auditions from my toronto agent where it specifically said must have source connect wow so there because of covid there was a large there was a change in mindset in toronto um i still i mean i i live in the western part of uh of montreal so for me to drive to, to toronto to drive is like four hours right uh it takes longer to fly there because you got to go through security yes. So yes. I could I could drive to Toronto to do jobs, and I have done that in the past. As of COVID, uh, now Toronto itself has become a little more open to uh, to doing these uh, kinds of uh, of sessions. And I, you'd have to ask them, but I think that they probably suddenly went, "Oh, wait a second! So we're not stuck with the same fifty people in Toronto. Suddenly, we have you know a thousand people that we could go to. Right. Maybe, maybe they're thinking that way." But, but um, how did you know about this back then? Yeah, it's well Source Source Connect is is made by a company called Source Elements yes. and they're based in Chicago. Yeah. Um and up until that point we were using Bell technology. Um they called it um what do they call it? Mic they called it Bell Canada called it Microlink. Mm -hmm. Uh what the industry called it was ISDN. Mm -hmm. So you know, even, even in, in the late eighties, uh, voice actor friends of mine in, in LA had an ISDN studio at home. It's a special phone line, a very high quality phone line. Um, and, uh, and, and I had a line also, um, in, uh, in, in my home. And, uh, uh, but then this technology came out and I was paying, I think $200 a month just for that phone line. Right. Uh, plus, plus the, the technology, which is a $5,000 box, et cetera, et cetera. But then Source Connect came along and I went, this is where we're going. And so I bought into the, bought into the, uh, into the product. I think they only launched in 2005, but I found out about them and I, and I bought in, in 2006. Yeah, just because you said you've been doing this for a long time and I'm like, wow, you've been ahead of the game for a long time. And yeah. you're like, oh, you, and I see your booth right behind you. It's not a closet, mm -hmm. by the way. It's a booth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, uh... it's, it's made by a company in Kentucky called whisper room wow it's huge it's, and it's, a four, it's four by six. Oh, it's a four, four by six. six okay yeah. but still very comfortable in there and you get to work from that space right there downstairs i'm looking at Hi. your space right now and how, it must be fun though because you get to do what you want to do in your home do it whenever you want and connect to the world you're connecting yeah. from montreal worldwide yeah. 
Absolutely. So do you understand that it's hard to understand some people? Like, I know for you, it's like, I do this every day, Connie. But yeah, I'm, like Connie, <laughs> chill, chill, <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> it's because I hear the other voices in my head going, how do you do that? That's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that limits themselves, that's why for you, it's like, oh boy, I've been doing this for a long time. It is yeah. possible. Everything's possible. If you want it, it's possible. Yeah. This, you know, if, if you know where you want to go, just, just chart the course mm-hmm. and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David, it's because I'm around a lot of people that are also starting off, right? So, and mm-hmm. I feel like we need to educate people on what they want and they don't know. And if they're looking for that research, I'm happy I have you on industry talk. And I hopefully we reach out to the ones that really want this and they don't have all the tools. And this right. is why I started this podcast. It's just to help everyone because it's true. Some people are stuck. They don't do their research and you're in your basement. How are we going to find you if we're not friends with you on social media and you're here working all all around the world, but they're like, Where's this David? I need David in my life, you know? I, I, I registered DavidTyler.com in 1994. Oh God, you are. I've been, a, I've been around for, I've been around for a while. Uh, yes. One of the, one of the things that, um, in terms of the, the branding of David Tyler yes. is that I'm always, um, ahead of the technology yes. or on, on the, on the cutting edge of technology. I'm always looking for a new way to do things. I've had, I've had Zoom for, I don't know, five or six years. Like long before anybody heard about it. Again, thanks to COVID, now everybody has has uh, has yeah. Zoom, and, and and I was giving doing conferences and things like that via via Zoom for uh, for a couple of years before uh, before first connect. So I so I'm always looking for uh, for the next thing. What is what is the next thing? What uh, is I, the next thing? Seriously. What am I? I can't remember now. I, I think David should be a friend I, we all should have because I learned. I literally learned Zoom uh, as soon as everything stopped, and I had to figure out being an owner of a dance studio. What do we do? We go online, and I've been right. online ever since. And that's when everything opened up. Going, I can connect to people all over the world, and this is what yeah. I'm doing too. But this well, is. Well, let, let me be honest. In the in the beginning, in in ninety four ninety five, when I was starting in voiceover, uh, I wasn't in the union yet. I was a couple of years away from joining the union. Uh, and I was trying to get work in Montreal. I had the studio at home. That was, you know, the, the studio at home came after realizing that, that people didn't want to work with me in Montreal. Maybe it was the, it, maybe it was the click thing or whatever. Um, I was working on, uh, on, on Mix 96 in those, in those days. So uh, I wasn't unknown. I was known, uh, in the city. I was known in, in the industry, but for whatever reason, I was having a hard time booking voice work. So I said, you know what? When, when they close a the door, find a window. So I, I got onto the internet and I started going across the country sure. and I found clients in, in Vancouver and in, uh, in Edmonton and Calgary that all wanted to pay me money for me to record my voice in my studio and send it to them on dial up. That was, it was so bad. But, um, uh, but in those days I had a CD burner and I would burn the final files and I would send it that way. Wow. There was one client that I had in Edmonton specifically that I'm remembering that I remember this. Uh, because, uh, it was dial up and I think, and I think the file size, uh, was five megs or something like that. And, and Shania Twain was in town. So I set up the thing and I started to upload it to their server and I left, went to see Shania Twain, came back, whatever, three hours later. And it was almost finished being uploaded, like a a five meg, a five meg file. Uh, and, and that's when I, and it was a WAV file. And that was when. I started looking around and I discovered MP3. Right. We know what, how MP3 changed, everything. uh, changed everything. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that 
the the industry the industry didn't reject me they weren't they, they didn't they didn't greet me with open arms when I first started in the 90s so I found another way and I did and, and, and then a couple of years later I joined the union and then suddenly everybody went hey where where have you been I was like dude I've been here Exactly. And I say that because a younger generation would not know because they're coming out of school. Well, I still feel like Montreal is so small and that we all should be speaking. Even teachers in schools should be speaking about people like you. And, you know, like if you see someone that's passionate and has a great voice, go see David. You know, like, I mean, the connecting has to be done. People been here for a long time doesn't mean the younger generation knows. Right. And so they're right. they're going to take years trying to figure this out when they could just go get coached and get it done really quickly. You know, yeah. it helps a lot. And you were ahead of the game because you said, you don't want me. That's fine. I'll find my way. And you did find your way. And that's what I love. That's the journey I love. We all find our way, you know, like, I mean, whatever works, works. Okay, let's finish on a note, on a high <laughs> note. What's the high note that we can finish on? Oh, my. No, I prefer, <laughs> can we go on a low note? Let's just. I've never said that. Let's go on a low note, David. Let's end, let's end it on a low note. <laughs> uh, my, my other website is myvoiceovercoach.com. You can find me on Facebook, too. Uh, my voiceover coach. Um, and, uh, you could add your name to my mailing list. Uh, if you add your name to my mailing list, I'm going to let you know when I'm going to be doing different workshops. This month, we said already March 14th, right? Uh, at vo voice acting for advertising on the 21st, I'm doing a workshop. Again, I only take six people, uh, for non broadcast narration. That's, you know, doing, uh, doing corporate videos, et cetera. And uh, at the end of the month, on the 28th, because there's a lot of interest in TV promo itself. TV promo I've been doing since since uh, 1990, when I was the voice of uh, of the Weather Network uh, mm. here in, in Canada. I was the voice of the Weather Network for maybe uh, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so I do an intro to TV promo on the 28th of March. And I do those regularly, you know, throughout the year, three or four times a year. We're going to post all these links. You're everywhere. Just Google David Tyler. Actually, I did. And I listened to his many voices. You will be fascinated. Go do that. Go do that research. And if I have any teachers from schools listening in, please speak about the voice world and uh, get them interested because we need the next generation of uh, David Tyler. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait till I retire, okay? <laughs> and then And then we can encourage the next generation. But we have to teach them right. And, and, and you're here now. So we have to teach them right. I always believe that the mentors are here for a reason and the great teachers are here too. So thank you, David, for thank you, Connie. sharing all your experience with us. All See right. You. See ya.